Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Balls and Whistles, Highland News and Media Podcast, looking at what's been going on in the world of sport. My name is Andrew Henderson. I'm joined by sports editor Will Clark, and this is going to be a special look back at the January transfer window for Ross County and Inverness Caledonia Thistle. So thank you as always for joining us. It's the first time, Will, that we've done an episode together in a little while. So how are you feeling? How's everything going? The occasion demanded a fanfare. Apparently so. You know, it's a transfers window special. Um, is it the first Balls and Whistles episode that is actually a transfer window special? Uh, officially designated as one, yeah. We've obviously talked about transfers quite a bit, starting it last January, going through the whole of last summer. But I don't think we've had just a specific episode looking at a window. So, yeah, something a wee bit different for us. Well, I think the fanfare demanded it. I only hope it came across wrong because I, I did it just, off my phone. So. Did you just search fanfare on YouTube? Yeah, it was potluck, okay. basically. Okay, fair enough. So everybody else can go and find that for themselves and add a bit of joy and pizzazz into their lives wherever they deem appropriate. Um, who do you want to start with today then, Well, We've got Cali Thistle to talk about, we've got Ross County to talk about, both of them made a handful of deals, really. Uh, anywhere in particular you want to start? Um, let's go Ross County. Let's go Ross County. Okay. Well, they got most and of it. It's actually a tough one because, you know what, I thought it might be, it, for both clubs, it might have been a bit more active. Right, okay. Do you think it was a bit lethargic? Um, I, I don't know about lethargic. I... I don't think going into the window, I would have said Cali Thistle needed a massive overhaul. I thought it was about maybe fine-tuning, adding a one or two players of, of good quality just to add to what they already had. Because bear in mind, it's quite easy for us to look at their recent run of form and say they need more players. But this was five, six games ago. So <laughs> it wasn't maybe quite as negative at the start of the window as it is now at the Caledonia Stadium. Ross County, oh, I was always going to depend on what happened with their loans because uh, obviously we saw Harry Clark getting recalled. We'll go on and talk about him in a little bit. Um, but if they could keep hold of most of the squad they had, again, I, I didn't see too much happening as it was. They basically replaced what they lost. So I, I wouldn't say it was massively quieter than I expected. Maybe one or two extra deals for each club uh, I wouldn't have been too surprised with but uh, it wasn't too far off my expectations I have to say but it sounds that you disagree well for me for Ross County it was never a case well the big story at Ross County for me was it was never a case of who they were going to bring in it was always going to be a case of who they were able to keep hold of mm. um, and the big, the big three for me was Harry Clark, Joe Hongbo, mm -hmm. and, you know, Rise Like a Phoenix, Reagan Charles Cook. You know, I think it's superb for Ross County that they've managed to keep hold of Reagan Charles Cook. I thought a club might have come in for him, uh, offered a decent amount of money, and with only six months left in his contract, I thought Ross County might try and cash in on him or not. But... Thankfully, the top scorer in the Premiership is still a Staggy. Um, 
And Joe Hungbo, he's just been a revelation on the wing as well. I think he's been vital to the attack for the Stargies. Um, I think, you know, I always wondered if, if he might end up in a similar situation as Harry Clark, where mm-hmm. the greatest respect to Ross County, a bigger club such as Hibernian might show interest and, uh, you know, um, come in for him. And even though it was a loan deal, maybe he would have seen it oh, as a chance to play at a bigger club, yeah. you know, um, play my tree and maybe make a bigger stake when I eventually do go back to Watford's um, put, put, uh, stake in for the first team. Um, but thankfully, that hasn't happened for either of those. And that is going to be vital for uh, Ross County staying up this season. Um, you know, with those two players remaining, you know, we could be four or five weeks uh, into the season from now and it, relegation might not be an issue for Ross County. It might be a case of, you know what? Could we get end up top six? We're not that far away, are we? You know? No, I've, I've said on Twitter, I think that's a, a real possibility for them the way they're going i know two draws in a row but draws against rangers and aberdeen as we record this you know that's a couple of good points really i think they would have taken that beforehand and that gap to the top six isn't that big now you know it's it's not that much bigger than the gap to the bottom of the table so if we're talking about them being a relegation battle we probably also have to talk about them being the mix for the top half yep definitely um do i think they'll finish top six I think they might just come short in that, but I could st- I could certainly see them, ch- you know, challenging for seventh or eighth, something like that. Mm. Um, I, I do think Hebs and Aberdeen will, will stamp their authority a wee bit and take those remaining two places in the top six. Um, but it's it, you know, for to be honest, when you look at the start Ross County had, you thought, oh, this could be another relegation battle. If they get to the split and they're well clear of St. Johnston or Dundee or whoever else is at the bottom, that's a good season for Ross County. Um, because let's face it, it was a heck of a start, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, how many games were they actually in before they won a game? Was it nine or ten? I'm pretty sure they went ten without winning. I can't remember if it was the 11th that they won or if it was 11 without a win as well. Um, it, it was around about that. It was a full round of fixtures, I think, actually, that they went without winning. So yeah. that would be 11 games without a win um, before, obviously, that result against Dundee, where, you know, to, to tie this in with what you are saying before, Regan Charles Cook and Joe Hungbo were absolutely unplayable that day. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, you know, I've, I've just been so impressed with their consistency mm-hmm. uh, over the course of the season. I, I mean, go a bit go on about Reagan Charles Cook last season he, he kind of went under the radar you know his, you know his performances didn't really capture people's imaginations this season completely different story and whether that's down to Malky Mackay or not you know there, there's been a spark in him which is fantastic um and the same goes for Joe Hungbo inspired signing by um uh, Malky Mackay the same with Harry Clark, and it was a, it was a shame to see him go. I think that was a big loss in defence. Um, whether Declan Drysdale or Kane Ramsey can help shore up uh, the back line at Ross County, that remains to be seen. Um, I apologise for not going on about uh, Declan Drysdale and Kane Ramsey too much. Um, it's basically I haven't really seen them that much either. <laughs> <laughs> I 
We'll, we'll no, come I'm, on to them. We'll come on to them. Don't you yeah, worry. You're probably more qualified to speak about them because I think you have seen them in action. I think Drysdale started against Dundee United, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He started a couple of games. Uh, Ramsey started in the cup away at Livingston as well, and uh, against. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember now if it was Rangers or Aberdeen or even both. Uh, I would have to double check that. Um, but just before I go on and, and talk about them, I think it's important to note you're absolutely right in saying it was a big win for Ross County to keep hold of Charles Cook in the transfer window. Yes, he is out of contract land this season. According to Malky Mackay, as late as deadline day, no bids had come in for him in January. So it doesn't look like there was ever really a question of him going in January. It was just whether he would sign a pre contract, which obviously is still possible. Um, you did mention Harry Clark there. I don't think we can underestimate how big of a blow that was at the time. He had been right up there as one of Ross County star performers. They also lost Tom Gravossi on a permanent deal to St. Patrick's Athletic in Ireland. And Carl Donaldson went out on loan to Dunfermline, which is, to bring it all back around, part of the reason they brought in Drysdale and Ramsey, because that was three defenders they lost. And we know mm. County's defence hasn't exactly been watertight a lot of the times in the last couple of years. So that potentially was a, a real worrying moment for Malky McKay at the start of the window. Yeah, I mean, with the greatest respect to Tom Gravosti and uh, Cole Donaldson, they, they weren't really making an impact in the first team anyway. So it was probably, well, Cole Donaldson's not gone. He's on loan at the moment, but it was probably right that he was shifted elsewhere. And yeah. uh, Tom Gravosti... Yeah. Really talented young player. Sorry to see him go, but at the same time, he wasn't really making an impact on the first team either, was he? Well, he'd been out um, on loan at Elgin first half of the well, season yeah. to build up his fitness. Right. But obviously, he didn't really capture Malky's attention, did he? And I think it was probably the right move for him to move on anyway. Harry Clark was the big loss. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what? There wasn't that many signings uh, made by Malky McKay bringing players in during the window. It was smart signings. He identified what areas we really need to, um, you know, bulk up rather than, you know, just bringing in players, um, short, uh, just adding greater depth to positions, which maybe don't need it. Because, you know, I, I don't think Ross County need to improve their attack at all. You know, it, it's working out. They're the fourth highest scorers in the Premiership at the moment. Is that right? Third, the last I saw. I think it was only the no, top two scored more. Than, I think they were tied third the last I saw, but I think that might have been before the Aberdeen game. So I'm not sure how that changed things. But scoring goals ain't a problem, is it? For uh, well, Kent? it's an interesting one because it's not a problem for the team, but you look at the contribution of the strikers. And I think Jordan White has scored, what, three or four goals and the vast majority of them have come against Rangers. Uh, Dom Samuel, I'm not sure, has scored in the league this season. Alex Samuel hasn't featured that much since coming in in the summer. He, I'm pretty sure, hasn't scored this season. Um, the one thing, and, and I put this on social media after the Rangers game, that made me think maybe they don't need to bring in another striker is Matthew Wright, who's obviously been absolutely tearing it up in the Highland League first half of the season on loan at Brewer Rangers. He was top scorer, uh, up there in terms of the location. I was about to say down there for tier system. Um, but he's come back in. He, Marky McKay is a big fan of him. He's given him a chance and he came on and scored with his first touch inside the box in the SPFL against the defending champions in the 95th, 96th minute. Um, I, I think in terms of strengthening the attack, Matthew Wright is potentially as good as a new signing in January because with him coming in, 
they now have four options for what they usually end up being one up top. They're, they're pretty well stocked, but maybe not firing the way everybody would like. You know, I'll accept that as a point. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably just blinded by the amount of goals they've actually scored. Um, but, you know, looking at the list I've got just now, Reagan Charles Cook is the top scorer with 10. He's a winger. Yeah. Blair Spittle, the second top scorer with six. The midfielder, maybe centre midfielder as well, would that be fair to say? Rather than uh, anywhere in midfield. I've seen him play defensive mid. I've seen him play as a number 10. I've seen him play out wide. So just midfielder, I think we'll just leave it at that. Ross Callaghan, fourth top scorer, four goals. Attacking midfielder, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Jordan White to be a five goals. And I'm a fan of Jordan White. I think he brings a lot to the team. Um not just an aerial presence. I think he's quite good with the ball at his feet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, against the Rangers on um, Saturday, yes, Alan McGregor made an absolute duffer of it. But at the same time, Jordan White was the first there to pounce on it. You know, proper poacher's instinct. Boom. And, you know, maybe in the past, Ross County have lacked a poacher. Um, but, you know, Jordan White, you know, I've, I've, I've got no problem with him being the first team striker. We've talked about White before, and yeah, you can't deny what he brings to the team. Uh, but one of the points I've made before is that he's not somebody that will guarantee you 10, 15 goals a season either. No. Uh, so it, it depends no. what they want from that. He is obviously helping to bring out the best in the likes of Charles Cook and Hungbo and Spittle. And as long as that is continuing, I don't think there's a problem with this. If they're rel- going to be relying on him to get the goals to keep them up, that's a maybe slightly different scenario. But he, he is absolutely valuable in what he does. What he does isn't always scoring goals. Sure. No, I, I, I appreciate that. And I think that was probably seen last season with Billy McKay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those two actually linked up really well, in my opinion. Maybe not everyone shared that opinion, but I thought, I thought they'd be in a decent partnership. Um, but I, Dom Samuel, Alex Samuel, Probably expected a bit more from them. Uh, I think one of them scored one goal. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. It'll be Dom, I'm pretty sure, because Alex has barely played, really. No, no. Um, but, yeah, probably right to think we expect it. Well, right to expect more of them, I suppose, uh, being strikers. But, you know what? At least they're finding goals. They, they can get themselves out of trouble. I mean... We've spoken about this before. We remember Ross County from last season, especially the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. And it was dreadful to watch, wasn't it? It yeah. was just, you know, you, you feared the worst every time. You feared a hiding every time. But there's a fight about this Ross County team, and you can see it in them, you know. They're probably, you know, still down bottom three, but you can see themselves getting out of trouble, you know. Um, and, uh, you know what, that's, you know, credit where credit due to Malky Mackay, because you remember what he faced when he came in, and that, just speaking from his point of view, that couldn't have been easy to dealt with, as well as trying to um, help with the resurgence of a football club. But I think he's done a great job so far, and, you know, credit where credit's due to him. You know, he's done a good job, he's been a good manager, um, and I think he can help progress Ross County more during the second half of the season. And he'll be hoping for somebody else to help with that progression because we've talked a lot about the deals that have been done, you know, players that have come in, the players that have left. 
This week, there has been so much chat on social media after Malky told us on deadline day that there was a free agent coming into the club. Um, he, he said that basically everything had been done and dusted. It had been a two and a half year deal that whoever this was had signed. It just needed the last bits of paperwork to get over the line before they were officially a Ross County player. Now, as far as I know, uh, I still don't know who it is, which I, I appreciate will be frustrating for a lot of people when we've been talking about this for days and days. Um, I know there have been some names linked with the club. I, I don't know for sure whether any of those are accurate. Uh, as far as I know, that is due to be confirmed tomorrow. And my understanding is that it's an attacking player. I don't know if that means it's a striker, an out-and-out striker, or if it's a winger, an attacking midfielder, but certainly somebody that the idea is can make the difference in the final third of the pitch. Uh, so we have to wait and see a little bit with, with what happens there. But with that in mind, Will, is there any areas that you think Ross Kent you're still lacking in a little bit? The defence is the main problem. And it, for me, it's about if Kane Ramsey and Declan Drysdale can fill that gap, because that's their yeah. players. Now. You know, the midfield's fine. I, 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 I really, I really, Harry Payton's coming to have a good bit of form as well. And I don't know what you think about that. He's just come back from injury these last few games. And I think you could tell that first game or two back, he wasn't quite up to speed. I think against Rangers and Aberdeen, when he's been on the pitch, he's, he's had quite a good impact. Dundee United, I think, was a struggle for him. Um, he was doing well to win the ball back, but it, it's, his sharpness in terms of finding a pass and actually finding a teammate just wasn't there. But he's, he certainly seems to be getting better and better all the time again now, which can only be a good thing. Ross Culkin as well. Um, I think he's coming to have a good bit of form uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, I, I was a bit disappointed with him to start with. Um, I, Maybe because I remember how well he played at Hamilton. Mm. And maybe it was just a case of fitting into the squad. But, you know, you know, watching him play, you know, I think he's coming into a good bit of form. I think he could make a, a real contribution in the second half of the season if he, he plays in the in, in the behind the striker role. Uh, Jordan Tilson's a bit of an unsung hero for me. I don't know why. If it, I, I, people <laughs> might disagree with me or not. But, I, you know, centre mid... Um, I've, I've been really taken with his performances. There's a real grittiness about him, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And he is the kind of guy I think that goes under the radar a lot because if it's not for someone like him holding his position at the base of midfield, putting in those tackles, making those interceptions, you don't get the freedom to let the likes of Hungbo and Charles Cook and Blair Spittle go and do what they do further up the park. Um, I... I <laughs> again, there are criticisms to be made, I think, of Tilson, but He's at his best when he has a clearly defined role and he sticks to his strengths. And that is winning the ball back, putting himself about, throwing himself into challenges. Sometimes that can be a bit of a drawback, as we saw with the red card against um, Motherwell, I think it was, but they went on to win that game anyway. Um, when he and, say, Harry Payton are, are doing their jobs properly in the middle of the pitch, you know, that really is when Ross County are at their best. So, yeah, Tilson deserves a lot of credit. And uh, to be fair, I think some fans do recognise that, but maybe he still doesn't get enough for, for the rules. I, I should say, a lot of times Tilson is on the bench. Um, but every time I've seen him on the, the pitch, you know, I, I, he's impressed me. I really yeah. like him. It seems to be really him or Cancola for that sort of role. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would, I would play more. Um, but uh, 
No, the defence is the main thing. Um, and you've got um, Echeverri as well. You know, he really impressed me at the start of the season. I think he'll have a big role to play. Uh, Conor Randall back as well. Um, but yeah, the defence is the main issue because they have conceded. That's a, that's a problem. They are still conceding a lot of goals. Yeah. But they're scoring yeah. a lot of goals as well. So um, they're scoring their way out of trouble. Um, but... Midfield forward, I'm I've no issue with. It's just the defence, and you know what? And, and settle on a first goal team goalkeeper. It's either Ashley Maynard Brewer or Ross Laidlaw. There's too much chopping change in there for me. It seems to be Maynard Brewer. The the couple of games Laidlaw's played the last month or so has been when Maynard Brewer isn't in the squad or that cup game against Livingston, where maybe they want to have a cup keeper and a league keeper, which isn't altogether unusual nowadays. Um, I, I think when they're both fully fit, it does tend to be Maynard Brewer that starts. But Laidlaw, according to a lot of fans from what I was seeing, was man of the match against Aberdeen. So maybe he's played his way back into contention. You know, We'll have to wait and see in that one. Um, talking about the defence there, the one thing you can say is that you're basically guaranteed goals with Ross County. You cannot take your eyes off them because it's extremely entertaining games more often than not. But I think I kind of skipped over the, the Drysdale and Ramsey stuff earlier. I said we were going to come on and talk about it and then just kind of moved on. Um, Drysdale, I think, has generally, by and large, played well so far. His issue is that he gave away two penalties in two games. So maybe there's still an issue with uh, a bit of composure, a bit of um, reading of the game that he has to improve on, which I suppose is kind of natural when it's a young defender coming in playing at this sort of level for the first time. Those are the mistakes he's going to make. But I think he's got plenty of really good attributes that can contribute for Ross County in the second half of the season. The obvious one being he's, what, 6'4", 6'5". He's a big guy, so he's going to be an aerial presence. But he's also pretty comfortable, like you were saying with Jordan White earlier on, with the ball at his feet. And we've seen him a few times try and break through the lines, take the ball out of defence, add an extra body into attack. Uh, It's just going to be a case of picking and choosing when the right opportunities for those to happen actually are. Uh, Kane Ramsey, I think the idea is that he's a more like-for-like replacement for Harry Clark. Uh, he can play right back, he can play right wing back, he can play in the centre of defence, as he did in the cup alongside Drysdale. He is explosive pace. We haven't seen a huge amount of him with the ball at feet going forward as yet, but that certainly to me seems to be the role he will play. It'll be the Harry Clark maybe better out wide, but occasionally being in the middle of the fence sort of stick that, that we were debating quite a lot come the Christmas period with Clark. Yeah, I could see more as a pullback um, from the reports I've read. I've not actually seen them in person yet, so yeah. I'm, uh, I'll take your word for it at the, at the moment, but a lot to be optimistic at Ross County. I think they've went about their business the right way. Um, you know, I think there's a lot to be optimistic that there'll still be Premiership football in the next season. So, uh, I mean, this is a big question, and I'll ask this about Cali Thistle in a minute. I appreciate you haven't seen a huge amount of Ross County since the window opened. From what you've seen, from what you've read, from the, the impressions you're getting, do you think Ross County's squad right now is stronger than it was going into the January transfer window? Uh, probably on a par. Okay. Um, lost Harry Clark. That was a big loss, but the you know the I, I don't think Gravosti and Donaldson are big losses. To be fair, um, 
but they brought in two defenders and I, I'm, I'm going to have to wait judgment until I've actually seen them for myself. I've seen the highlights in sports scene, of course, but I prefer to see them live. Sure. But, you know, I, I, you know, I, I would say, you know, on a par, basically. Um, but the main thing is, it was never about who they were bringing in. It was who they were keeping. They brought, kept Charles Cook. They've mm-hmm. kept Humble. Those are the two players for me. One of those players will be the player of the season for Ross County at the end of the season. Remember last season, we were struggling to think of one player yeah. who, um, you know, we could say, you know, he's is a standout for Ross County. You know, we've got two there straight away. If Harry Clark stayed there, he was a possible third too. Um, but there's a lot to be awesome, optimistic at Ross County. I could easily see in four or five weeks, relegation is not going to be an issue for them if they, they play the way they are. Well, they can take a big step towards that if they can get a win against Dundee this weekend. Dundee currently five points behind them with a game in hand. So this is a surprisingly big match considering how optimistic we've been about Ross County recently as far as the relegation battle goes. Not so optimistic over the bridge uh, is the impression I'm getting at Cali Thistle. They're still in the playoff spots. They're still in the title race, but it, it just seems like something isn't quite right at the Cali Stadium. Do you think that's a fair comment? Aye, it is. Um, frustrating as well. Um, no wins in six, albeit four were draws. The, the transfer uh, window, I was, I was left underwhelmed to be honest. Okay, um, do, do you want me to, to run through all the deals that were made just as a well, starting point? Well, before I say that, four sign ins and four attacking players, oh, yeah, that surprised me. You can, yeah, go, go and run through them. So going out the way at the very start of the window, Michael Gardine left the club, Anthony McDonald left the club. Lewis Jameson had his loan uh, ended by St. Mirren later in the month. And then on deadline day, Manny Duku left. Uh, his contract was ended by mutual agreement. Coming in, though, there were three loans, Logan Chalmers, Sam Pearson, Joe Hardy, and then on a permanent 18-month deal, Austin Samuels. Uh, and I think, Will, you've seen all of them in action now, have you? Yeah, I have seen them all, all of them in action. Um, uh, all, albeit uh, Joe Hardy and Austin Samuels was only for the second half against Kilmarnock. Sure. Um, um, yeah, that was, I mean, that was a tough game full stop for Inverness. Um, you know, Kilmarnock deserved to win. Uh, very few chances uh, created by Inverness. Um, so kind of have to maybe reserve judgment in those two a wee bit. Uh, Sam Pearson... Probably not bad against Kilmarnock for me. Um, looked quite handy on the wing. And that was the one thing Cali Fissel needed uh, mm-hmm. going forward anyway, was a, a, a winger. And uh, he's got a good burst of pace and uh, did create a few chances against Kilmarnock. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he develops as it goes on. Um, and we've got Logan Chalmers as well. Um, didn't really set the world alight against Colorado, to be honest. Um, but he comes with a very good pedigree, so who knows? He might come good in the next few weeks. And make, well, might come good at the weekend against Morton. Um, but I was very surprised. All four signings were quite attacking signings. Um, I thought there might be at least one defensive signing, especially with Danny Devine. Looks like he's got to be out for quite a bit in centre back and Scott Allardyce as well. You know, as a centre midfielder, um, Scott Allardyce—that's a huge loss in centre midfield. Uh, yeah, he—he he is 
um, the conductor. Uh, sorry for getting or- orchestral here, but he he can he can dictate a game, can't he? Yeah. Um, he he can he can you know kind of eliminate a threat when it's coming forward, but also you know kick kick off um, uh, an attacking move as well. Um, and I've just bought. It looks like Scott Allardyce has got to be out for the rest of the season, but we knew that during the transfer window. Mm-hmm. And I thought Billy Dodds and John Robertson as well, they might try and identify that and bring in a tough defensive player in kind of his mould, especially Danny Devine. I thought they would have went for a centre-back because you've got Sean Welsh, you've got Reese McAleer, who's quite good midfielders there, but with, with the loss of Danny Devine, that means uh, they, you're going to have to shift your defence around a wee bit now. You've got to bring Robbie Dees back into centre-back. You bring Cammy mm-hmm. Harper into left-back. Um, you maybe play David Carson more midfield, which means Wallace Duffy comes into right-back. Nothing against those players, but all of a sudden there's disruption in the back line. Whereas if you got a centre-back, maybe it was just that one area where which needed changing and you could just kind of keep it as it was. Um, I think it's depth as well, isn't it? Because you're talking about if they're going to end up with a back line of Harper, Dees, Broadfoot, Duffy, that's a pretty similar back line to how they started last season. You know, that's they're all good players. They can all fill those roles pretty well. But suddenly there isn't anything behind them because the players you'd have had in reserve were Danny Devine, if that was your starting back four, or Dave Carson, who's now potentially going to be back at the middle of the park. So you're left with academy graduates who, yeah, are highly rated, but the experience isn't there for a, a potential title battle in the running. So it, it's not just who they've got on the pitch, it's what they've got behind that as well. Yeah. And to be fair, they're not conceding that many goals, are they? No. no. One or two. It's, it's usually just one. But I just thought with, with Divine being out, um, we've not actually had a confirmed time scale as of yet, but it looks like being long term. I thought they might have tried to bolster that a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Billy Dodge said he brought in four attacking players because he wanted to increase the competition there. Um, but you can't play all of them, can you? <laughs> yeah, I know Man- Manny Duku's gone. You've, been, you've got what Shane Sutherland now. You've got Billy Mackay when he comes back. And then you've got three attacking players and Logan Chalmers. Uh, Joe Hardy and Austin Samuels. That's five. Um, and they can they can only either play up front or attacking behind the striker. Um, I'm I just I'm not sure it was the most efficient business from Inverness in my opinion. But time will tell. I'm not a football manager. It could work out. Um, but I expected more areas to be covered in the transfer window rather than just attacking players. Um, they did well against Sam Pearson and for the wing, but I, I would have liked to have seen a defensive player coming. See, I find that quite interesting though, because you look at it on paper, and, and I haven't seen those guys in action. You see, I've seen more of Ross County, you've seen more of Cali Thistle the way it's worked out these last few weeks. But you look at it on paper, and it's four attacking players out, four attacking players in, which to me makes sense. And we were talking before the, the festive period about them maybe lacking a bit of spark going forward. When I did the, the mid-season reviews with Andrew Young from the Wine of Shuffle earlier uh, this year as well, we were talking about Tom Walsh maybe not quite hitting the heights or 
Aaron Doran spending time on the sidelines through injury. And it, it very much seemed like scoring goals has been the issue for Cali Thistle this season rather than conceding. So I can see why going into the window, they would have thought we need to refresh the attacking line and the defence is actually okay. Admittedly, as you've said, injuries have maybe changed that situation a little bit with Danny Devine and Scott Allardyce. But I, I feel like if you'd said before the window, four new attacking players in, I, I would guess, I don't want to speak for them, but I would guess a lot of Cali Thistle fans would have been quite happy with that. I think you've got a basic transfer window on it, on what in, injuries happened. And for me, Scott Allardyce is a huge loss. Danny Devine's a, a big loss as well. And I think they should have accounted for that. And in my opinion, they haven't. Um, I know that the, the budget at Cali Fissel isn't what it is like at other clubs. Mm. But I, if you've got to make four signings, I, really, I would have at least brought one defensive player in. Because like you said, there is a lack of depth in there now. What Are you going to bring in academy kids to fill that space? Um, well, like, Gonna have to if there's a, a bigger injury crisis now at the back. Um, but it's it's just it's just been a frustrating time for Cali Thistle as well. Um, you know they've had plenty of opportunities to try and get back to the top of the table, uh, but now they've dropped to third. Uh, but other, you know, I saw Kilmarnock on Saturday. Even though it was one game, I thought Kilmarnock were a, a bit above Inverness at this stage. Um, Daniel Mackay, uh, former Inverness player. It's a shame he couldn't come back because uh, he was great on the wing. And you've got a player like Kyle Lafferty, an international striker. Yeah. He's, he, he's going to get the goals. But you know what? At the same time, they've got Billy Mackay. You know, he, you know before he, um, he went missing, you know, he was getting the goals. He was doing the job. So if he comes back, the fortunes might change. But I would have liked to have seen one defensive player. I think it's important that you mention Kilmarnock because it's quite easy to look at Cali Thistle's transfer window in isolation, but they are in a title race, right, against other teams. So how you judge Cali Thistle's transfer window might only be relative to how other teams have done. And Kilmarnock, as you say, I think have really stepped up a gear this window with, with Derek McInnes coming in and bringing in, in January, Daniel Mackay, Ash Taylor... Dylan Tate, Kyle Lafferty, and then I think just today or yesterday, Declan Glass coming in on loan as well from Dundee United. Um, suddenly that squad is looking head and shoulders above everybody else in, in the championship. We've talked before about them having a budget much bigger than everybody else. But suddenly it seems like they've got a manager that probably is too good for the league and a lot of players that are suddenly too good for the league as well. So you have to fancy Kilmarnock are only going to get stronger and stronger. And maybe... The, the signs at Cali Thistle haven't quite captured the imagination in, in the same way as they have at Rugby Park. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, maybe maybe Kilmarnock are benefiting from the team that came down and had the premiership budget and now have the big name managers come in that people assume that they're going to go and romp the second half of the campaign and win the title. But, you know, people assumed that at the beginning of the campaign with Tommy Wright, who was a big-name premiership manager, and it didn't work for them. You know, having all these good players, you know, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win a title. Um, but it's been a, an encouraging... Well, they impressed me on Saturday anyway. Yeah. So 
But at the same time, one win can change everything. Um, and it's Morton on Saturday, a team that they beat 6-1. Uh, although Morton have improved under Dougie Emery big time. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them recently, but um, you know they look a better team than what they were previously. But yeah, Inverness are stuck in a bit of a rut at the moment. It's just frustrating to watch because they, you know, they were getting the results at the start of the season. Um, hopefully they can dig themselves out of it soon. I guess the reason that I talk so much about Kilmarnock there is because going back to the question I asked about Ross County, I don't think there's any doubt in Kilmarnock have ended the transfer window in a, a much stronger position than they were going into it. Do you think you could say the same about Cali Thistle? Again, we're probably taking injuries into account just as much as the actual transfer business, but w- would you say they're on a par the same way you did for Ross County? I don't. I think they're maybe slightly weaker now just because the players that I've got. Um, Billy Mackay, hopefully he comes back soon, but he, he's a big miss up front. Mm-hmm. But Scott Allardyce, what a huge loss he is. Yeah. Um, and Danny Devine as well. Him at, he had a great partnership with Kirk Broadfoot. Kirk Broadfoot made Danny Devine a better player. Yeah. I don't think we should underestimate the influence Kirk Broadfoot's had on the team. I think he's had a great season so far and been a real asset, especially during the first half of the campaign. But um, with those injuries, and I, I've yet to be convinced by the new sign-ins. They might come good. I've not seen enough of them yet. But with the injuries they have at the moment, I think Inverness are maybe slightly weaker. Um, Lost of Michael Gardine as well. We don't need to go into about that. Um, Michael Gardine, he was Inverness's best player at the start of the campaign before um, he, he, you know, he was out of the team. Yeah, that's all I'll say about that. Um, but, you know, I think Inverness are slightly weaker at the moment, but it's up to them. You know, hopefully Arundora and Roddy McGregor, they come back soon as well. Um, but, yeah, they're in a rut at the moment and they need to dip themselves out of it. You're saying we need a bit more time to, to judge Austin Samuels, and yeah, absolutely, he, he's only just come in the door at Cali Thistle. We did see him earlier in the season for Aberdeen against Ross County. I, I think we ended up both being at that game, and he's pacey. He, he was tricky, tough to deal with, but I'm not entirely convinced about his end product. And I think there was a reason he wasn't playing much at Aberdeen from what I've heard. His loan spell at Bradford didn't go particularly well before that either, albeit Bradford are another one of those clubs that are in a, in a rut and it's maybe not the, the best place or time to excel there but uh, I don't know maybe Samuels will find his level in the Scottish Championship I don't know but I'm not setting a huge amount of hope in that one to turn Cali Thistle's season around maybe I'm being a bit harsh on him because it has only been a game or two really that we've seen of him but I don't know. When I saw he was coming in the door, I, it, it was just a bit underwhelming for me, personally. Well, he didn't score any goals at Aberdeen, did he? No. Uh, I think a lot of the time he was cameo was off the bench because, for whatever reason, Glass just Stephen Glass over there just didn't really fancy him. No. Um, but like I said, it is, a, it is a level down, so you never know. Um, he might, if you know take the opportunity to just maybe not play it at such a higher level as the Premiership, and, you know, he might come good. Um, he had one great chance against Kilmarnock where he, as you said, showed his burst of pace um, and charged into the box. You know, seems to be quite good with the ball at his feet, but, you know, got crowded out in the end. But, yeah, he's come up a point to prove because, 
yes, he was at Wolverhampton Wanderers, and yes, he was alone at Aberdeen, but he didn't score at Aberdeen. Uh, he, you know, he was let go by Wolverhampton Wanderers, so he's come with a point to prove, and I hope he proves it. Yeah, so do I. I hope. I mean, I, I'm I'm being quite critical of him there, really, but I hope I'm proven wrong and that he can fire Cali Thistle in the Premiership. So we'll just have to see how he settles in in the Highlands. Uh, I suppose the slightly different thing for Cali Thistle compared to Ross County is that it's not just uh, the free transfer market that's open to them. They can also bring in loans still for a wee while at least. I know, uh, well, Billy Dodds had said that his January business was done. Have you heard anything about him maybe looking to free transfers or loans to maybe get a replacement for a Scott Allardyce or a Diana Devine? Uh, well, I, I, after the Kilmarnock game, I, I did ask him if, if there was any more plans to bring players in or uh, during the transfer window. Uh, but he said business was done. Right. So, and there was no um, inclination that he was maybe going to jump into the free agent market. Um, so I think they're stuck with what they've got for the rest of the campaign now. So... He's, he's been dealt his hand, and uh, whether it proves a winner at the end of the season, we'll wait and see. Yeah, it's very much a wait and see for a lot of those Cali Thistle fans. Uh, well, t- the last sort of thing I was going to do on this episode was to ask what transfer outside of Cali Thistle and Ross County had caught your eye. I have a feeling I know which one you were going to pick, but I, I don't know if you've seen the headlines as we've been recording that David Goodwillie's deal at Wraith has been overturned. Uh, they've actually let him go again. Um, yeah, I actually just read that uh, during the press conference. It caught my eye. It kind of diverted my attention away from the podcast. So I wasn't ignoring you. I was like, um, Wraith Rovers, in bold letters, wrote, we got it wrong. Yeah. And, um, you know, Rafe Rovers, I'm sorry, you did get it wrong. Um, completely supported everyone who was against uh, what happened. Um, uh, you know, um, just, what was the mindset going into that? Eh? What, 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 you know, what did the club expect the reaction to be? It's not a defence of them, whatsoever, because I'm totally with you, but their mindset must have been he can score the goals to get us to the Premiership. That, for me, was a very naive way of thinking about it, knowing surely they must have known all the, the furore that was going to come about after it anyway. And uh, what, they had to weigh up whether that was worth it. And that's the, the crazy thing for me. They must have known that they were going to get that sort of reaction. They must have made the judgment that it was worth the hassle for it. So in a way, I'm a bit surprised they've actually done a U-turn this quickly because have, surely they, they did all that before signing them. This yeah. can't have been a surprise, surely. I was just reading the press release. The player will not be selected by Rafe Rovers and we will enter into discussions with the player regarding his contractual position. So he's still a player. Uh, he's not going to play for Rafe Rovers, but that's going to, you know, he signed a deal. That's going to cost Rafe Rovers big time now, isn't it? It's um, for compensation and all that. Um, completely supported the stance um, taken by everyone who decided to disown themselves from the club, Val McDermott, the Rafe Rovers women's captain, um, to, you know, the was it the stadium announcer as well, Rafe TV? Yeah, the, the SLO win, a couple of directors, I think, stepped down. It was really widespread outrage over it. He's a convicted rapist in a civil court. Um 
and for Rafe Rovers to sign that player, it did give it the message that you know it it was acceptable to you know forgive what he did, um, but it wasn't. You know the the right decision has been made in the end that they're not going to play him at all. Um, but they should never have got themselves in that position in the first place. Um, will that be good enough for the, the fans that have deserted Rafe Rovers? Will Val McDermott ever support Rafe Rovers again, regardless? Because um, let's face it, she's been a huge financial beneficiary to the club. Um, I think the fans will probably come back now that they've made that decision, but it, it's just a huge PR gaffe. Won't it? It's just, uh, you know, I, I just struggling to figure out why the Rovers thought was, this was okay. The fact that he played at Clyde for so long, do they think, oh, well, he, he was there for a period of time, players will just forget. You know, some things are more important than football, um, and uh, you've got to do the right thing. And Rafe Rovers eventually have done the right thing. But they did the wrong thing to start with. A really wrong thing to start with. So. Yeah, uh, I, that's a lot. To be honest, <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I, I, no, no. I mean, I, I, no. I was sickened by what David Goodwillie was convicted of as well. I don't really want to give him the time of day. Well, I'll move on there. A slightly lighter note. One of the deals that caught my eye in the January transfer window was Jack Brown going to Peterhead. I'm assuming you saw this one, Will. Uh, the former Cali Thistle Academy graduate, he had been released by Inverness at the very start of the pandemic when they let a whole host of the academy players go that were just about to step up. He went and absolutely tore it up for Rothis in the Highland League and has earned a move back to the SBFL at a League One team. So just a really pleased for him to come back up into um, the SBFL, into the top three leagues, because I was always quite impressed by him when he was at Inverness and seeing him in pre-season friendlies at uh, there was so much hype about that crop of, of youth graduates at Cali Thistle. And um, I certainly don't think it was a lack of quality for any of them that stopped more of them making the breakthrough into the, the Inverness first team. So really pleased to see Jack Brown back in the SPFL. It, I think it's a, a massive kudos to the Highland League as well, that you can't, players can't go alone on there and get noticed. I think, you know, attract the attention of bigger clubs and uh, if you know think they can do a job you know Matthew Wright as well bring, I know he was already Ross County's player but bringing him back on loan and saying you know what you impressed us at Brewer Rangers go and show us what you can do and he gets an equaliser against Rangers um, I, 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 you know I, I think it's the Highland League should take a lot of pride in uh, the players that are um Going back to higher clubs, same but same, say the same with Lewis Nicholson, mm-hmm. uh, going back to Inverness. Um, you know, the clock in the current he was at, he came on a sub in one game. Um, you know, maybe in the past there was a, a feeling that if players go on low to the Highland League, that's pretty much it for them at the higher level. But you know, these cases show that's certainly not the, uh, the case, and uh, you can get noticed. And if you do play well, you have a chance of progressing. Absolutely. It can help breathe new life into a career for a youngster at one of the, the top clubs. 
And if I then start moving on to some of the housekeeping stuff at the end of this podcast, there's about to be some new life breathed into Highland News and Media podcasts as well, uh, because Federica Stefani, who you might remember from Health and Liftness, is about to launch a brand new podcast later on this month uh, called Northern Bibliosphere, where she talks to authors and writers about a whole host of different things about that process of getting a book published. Keep an eye out for that. I think we're expecting that to be launched in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and of course, if you are a podcast listener, whether that's Balls and Whistles, Northern Bibliosphere, Active Outdoors, any of the, the stuff we've got on offer at Highland News and Media, we're offering listeners a £10 discount on an annual Digital Plus subscription. You'll be able to read all of our online content and the digital newspapers, including the latest sports news in the Highlands and Murray. All you have to do to claim that offer is go to hnmedia.co.uk forward slash subscribe and enter the promo code podcast. It really is as simple as that. And there's so much great content on all of our websites. It's well worth doing if we do say so ourselves. Uh, well, I think that is pretty much all we have to say for this week. We don't know exactly when we're going to be back with another episode doing this new uh, format, this new schedule this year. We'll see if something takes our fancy in the next couple of weeks. Of course, if you guys have anything you want us to discuss in detail or any questions you want to send in, uh, you can do that on Twitter at balls underscore whistles. You can get me on Twitter at ahenderson96, will at hnm underscore w clark, or you can email balls and whistles at hnmedia.co.uk. The contact details will be in the description of the episodes as well. So you don't have to keep rewinding me and listening to that over again to make sure you take it down. You can just copy and paste it from wherever you are listening to. Right, that was a big mouthful. I think that really is everything I have to say. Any final words before we go, Will? Uh, stay warm. <laughs> stay warm. Okay, is that it? It's, That's it's cold outside. It is cold outside. But the best thing you can do is, as Will says, stay inside, stay warm, and read all the great content that Highland News and Media have to offer, as well as listening to our podcast. That wraps up fairly nicely as far as I'm concerned. So we'll see you at some point in the future. And thank you once again for listening. <laughs>